do you describe your mindset? How do I describe my mindset? I haven't been asked that question before. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to Anyone Anywhere podcast. So uh, today I have the great pleasure to have with me Michaela Johnson. Let me do a quicker presentation about Michaela. Michaela, it's a psychotherapist, life coach, best-selling author, meditation teacher, and top iTunes podcast host. Michaela, it's also advised adventure, having traveled to more than 20 countries, and it's also a self-proclaimed boho mom. We will know a little bit more about that. So how are you today, Michaela, first of all? Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, I love I love talking about all things uh, happiness and metaphysical life and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Let's start it. So, I took a sentence from your website. Let's start from there. Uh, the privilege of a lifetime is to become who we truly are, from Carl Jung. So, let yeah. me tell Who we truly is, truly you, Michaela. Who am I truly? Exactly. Uh, I, I think you summed it up earlier. I mean, there's so many hats that we wear in life, but I kind of consider myself a truth seeker and an ever learner and somebody who is just kind of always exploring the intention with what we are here to do and, and for which we are here to do. So that's kind of... Um, that's kind of me in a nutshell. I, I don't really like to, um, you know, assign myself to any labels, but if mm-hmm. I have to, it's just an ever learner. Okay. I love it. Love it. Uh, another question. Do you believe in having a purpose uh, in life, a meaning? I think that we all have uh, come here to experience various different trials and tribulations and um, also to really find our true purpose for existing in this lifetime. So I definitely think that we have an intention with which we're here uh, to experience certain things that are different than what other people are here to experience. Um, For me, I, I think that where we get hung up is that we don't always live with our intention in mind. We live for what we think other people want us to do and other people want us to experience. And so I think it's important that we are continually checking in with ourselves and tapping in and connecting in that way with, with what feels right inside of us. I think it's a great, a great answer. And which is for you the best way to do that? To being... I- yeah, please. Over my lifetime, it's been so many different things. I, I love adventure. So I'm always kind of, you know, experiencing life from that space of newness and uh, not having any kind of expectation of what I'm going into. Um, I've, you know, been to, I've explored the world in so many ways with kind of an open heart and an open mind. But the number one place where I find my inner truth is through meditation It's through silencing myself and being out in nature and really allowing what unfolds in that process to kind of guide my experience as I continue on through life. Great, great. So which advice will you give to me or to the listeners or viewers if they are in a situation, they are, they are lost. They don't know which is, uh, 
their purpose or their meaning in life to be meditate through meditation I think meditation can be hard um, you know for somebody who's starting out if they have like an a big expectation or a big thing that they're trying to experience as far as like who am I supposed to be in life that if you try to sit and meditate on that it's probably gonna feel overwhelming and you're gonna start thinking about what you need to make for dinner or <laughs> what chores you need to do so I don't recommend that actually as um, you know if you're if you're kind of there I say play around with what feels right as you're going about your day if you are hanging out with someone and it doesn't feel right to you or it you're constantly triggered by this person that's an opportunity to explore why like what's going on where when i'm with this person i'm not my best version of who i can be um or when you're at your job like how do you feel when you're there when you're in the grocery store and you're buying putting things in your cart what are you experiencing when you're doing that are you at war with yourself like oh i shouldn't be buying these cookies or i shouldn't be buying this or is there something that you're more interested in um and those are the opportunities to start to kind of tap into who you really are and we pass them up all the time we are in such a hurry um, to do what we're supposed to be doing and the next thing on our list that we often don't use those windows of opportunity to connect with ourselves. So I think that's a better way to start when you're kind of like facing the big question of who am I? And as you start to tap into that self more and you start to live from that place, your decisions actually become easier where you're not at war with yourself. You're not constantly arguing with yourself. You're not saying like, this person says I should do this, but I want to do this. Or this person asked me to help them with this, but I don't really want to help them with this. Soon you start to live from that space of your truth and your answers come really quick and easy. And you're able to say, you know, I'd love to help you out with that on Friday, but I actually have another commitment. Um, without apologizing for who you are. And uh, I, so I recommend starting there. I think, it, I think it's a bit much to start with like, I'm gonna sit and meditate and figure out who I am. Like, <laughs> it's kind of a lot. No, I think you are totally right. It's like a little bit, and maybe you can say me if I'm wrong or not, like going to the gym. You don't go to the gym and you don't go to the 200 kilos or pounds. You go step by step, like little steps to listen to your inner voice, if we can say that, I don't know. If it's a good way to do it, I think it's, yeah, great advice. And tell me, what is a boho mom? So it's really someone who I, here's how I describe myself. I live very organically, very sustainably. I grow my own food. I'm, um, you know, in the world of living as raw as possible and providing those experiences to my son. So it's really helping him, um, like make choices for himself and be a critical thinker and an independent thinker early on. Um, a lot of time out in nature, like feet in the dirt, playing with worms and, you know, growing our food, experiencing the world in that way. Um, you know, creating, like he made slippers the other day. We, we made slippers the other day for the winter time. So, you know, that kind of, um, like a holistic approach to life rather than like, a face in the the textbooks kind of thing. Um, I, I, I think a lot of our children these days are very indoctrinated. They're very shuttled from one place to the other because 
we think that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to be in the public school system. They're supposed to be taught out of these textbooks. They're supposed to learn these things where I think if we step back and allow their humanness to come out, um, we start to really learn a lot about them and we learn a lot about ourselves. And so I, I kind of take that more of that approach, which is just like a more raw approach to, uh, to mothering and to parenting. And I love it. Just let it, let him experience instead of let him control him, like every step of the way. Yeah. I think it's a great approach. And it's the way that you learn. It's by doing the mistakes. I think it's yeah, a great way. Which advice do you will give to other parents that maybe they don't have that kind of approach to like a less natural way to see it, if we can say it? because we are in the, this fast, fast food society, which advice do you will give it? I think that a lot of um, parents have to make choices from, for their parenting because of their own choices and their own um, decisions on how to live their life. And, and by that, I mean, if you're working 60 hours a week, you're going to have a harder time um, being more actively involved in that way. So it can just be simple things by introducing, uh, introducing the idea that your children can make decisions for themselves based upon you giving them choices, simple choices. Like, would you like to, uh, brush your teeth or take a shower? before which one would you like to do first you're going to do both but which would you like to do you know little choices like that can just help them realize that they are in control of their life and they are in control of their consequences um, or their actions we can say and so um, if you want to dive into that deeper really finding ways in which you can shut off the television and go for a hike, even if it's just walking to the mailbox to get the mail together and experiencing, you know, the nature around you as you do that. If it's cold, talking about why it's cold. If the leaves are falling off the trees, talking about why that's happening. If it's very hot, um, talking about the sun and, and the vitamin D that we get from it and things like that. So there can be little micro moments, even if you have a very packed schedule. For me, it was making a conscious choice um, to pare back the things that I do so that I can be more present of a parent. But I know that that's not the reality for everybody, unfortunately. Yes, of course, each case, each case. But I think with your example, I can apply to me and to another mother or parent that is, will see this podcast. I think it's a great advice. Another sentence that I saw that you had in your Instagram that I love it, it's they have shut you off from everyone and everything so they can feed you the narrative via your phone and TV. As a psychotherapist, which advice will give to the persons to... I, I, think, I think we've seen this more than ever in 2020 where, um, you know, we are not around people. We are not out experiencing the world. And so we're more at home and more in front of the television, whereby... Uh, the narrative that they feed you is what's going directly into here. If you can shut off your television and just sit outside on your patio with a glass of lemonade, I think that um, you start to have that kind of one foot awareness of what's really important in your life and what you can actually control. Um, and, and shutting down from kind of all of the fear mongering and awfulizing that's happening um, and, and picking up a book. I mean, there are so many fabulous books and don't be 
don't be afraid to pick up a children's book. I mean, I still read my nine-year-old picture books at night and it's a great experience. And I still enjoy reading a picture book. Um, so it doesn't have to be, you know, some manifesto yeah. that's 500 pages. It can simply be just a little story. And, uh, you know, even some of the Beverly Cleary was a great one that I loved as a kid. And you can read that now as an adult, you know, there's, there are, there's great wisdom to be had. Tishnot Han has a wonderful book called You Are Here. Um, he obviously is a Buddhist monk, which may not apply to everybody, but the lessons that are in there about being present and experiencing life and living in the now um, are so valuable, invaluable, really. So I think that um, if you're looking for uh, if you're looking for books, ask your family and friends. You might be surprised to find that there are people who are readers in your life that can recommend some great stories. I'm actually reading one right now. Oh, it's underneath this laptop, so I'll pick it up. You will use it. It's called Welcoming the Unwelcome. Um, and it's a fabulous book. I mean, if you're struggling right now with uh, with what's in front of you, this is a this is a great book. I just picked this one up. Um, it was actually, I was tagged in a post on it and somebody said, let's do an online book club. So I, so I started reading it and it, it's fabulous. That it will be one of my next questions. You, which uh, advice you will give me books to read or podcasts to see or to, to listen because I'm, I'm also a big reader. I've, I already point this one, but after if you have some more, I will ask you. Now I want to ask you, how do you describe your mindset? How do I describe my mindset? I haven't been asked that question before. Um, you know, I, I think I'm just very open and receptive to the idea that we are very much, our, our minds are very much in control of manifesting what we want in our life. And uh, really, truly where our mind goes is where everything else follows. So um, my mindset is being mindful of my mindset. <laughs> be present in what you are thinking about i i, I could i understand it yeah, yeah yeah be present and uh let's talk about daily habits if you have some daily habits morning routines do you do you do something well i know for me it's different for everybody but i am absolutely my most uh creative and my most productive early in the morning. So um, I don't start a, a single day without breakfast unless I'm fasting, unless I'm doing like an intermittent fasting or something like that. So um, breakfast is absolutely my, my number one first uh, have to have to get my brain working well so that I can then dive into my productivity and my creativity. And I really, um, I, I also encourage parents to take this to heart. Um, you know, if you're afraid your day is going to get busy, do something important and special with your child before your day begins. Because then if the day gets away, at least you know that you have that special time together. Um, so, so if, you know, eating breakfast and having a conversation uh, can, can be a great way to start the day. And then just saying something you're grateful for. Like, I'm grateful for this in this moment. I'm grateful to this morning. I was grateful for the toaster. It's such a simple thing, but it only takes a second 
to make toast. And that is something that we are gifted in this modern society, right? Like electricity and the toaster, it's a great thing. So, you know, something you're, you're grateful for to start off your day. And then for me, I dive right into my productivity. I don't end a day without meditation or silence of some sort. Okay. 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 So in the morning breakfast, start working on the productivity and at the night you do also meditation in the morning or in the night or normally just in the night or depends so if i'm going to meditate it's going to be very early in the morning like 5 a.m or something like that um, club. And, and then i'll start my day that's just me i know it's different for everybody i prefer my afternoons to be ending the day with a great hike or some sort of exercise and then some silent time or meditation that's just me i know some people love to start their day you know with a great exercise working out at the gym or doing something like that so it's a little different for everybody but that's just what works for me and i think it's important more than how you're laying out your day is identify the things that you want to fit into your day and then figure out how it works for you and if if it works with your schedule you're going to be much more likely to actually do it than if it's like you're cramming it in or it's you know it, you're trying to do something creative when you're exhausted at the end of the day or something like that so really see what works for you yeah so great 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 yeah listen to yourself Again, like you are saying, like, listen to you. I think it's, let's talk a little bit about your books. I was uh, having the resume on one of your books, uh, Be You Find Happy. Uh, you were talking about some techniques uh, to lead with anxiety. Maybe I'm mistaking. Do you want to share some of them that can help, can help me and uh, other listeners, please? Yeah, I mean, there are, so, there are so many great things, but I think with anxiety, the number one biggest thing that I have uh, as a suggestion is to look at your physical space. So if you're in a very cluttered physical space, that's probably exactly what your mind looks like. So try to at least create a space in your home or you know outside of your home if you live in a warmer climate that does not have a lot of clutter, that is very empty of things um, because that's a great place that you can go to you know work in a gratitude journal i have um, this wonderful one empowered a motivational journal for women that also happens to be sitting here today um, i didn't even know this was a video podcast so that works out good um but you know journal having a space that you can sit that is not cluttered that you can journal that you can um you know write down something you're grateful for, or just have a moment of silence and, and think of someone that you're grateful for. Something like that um, can be really helpful. All sorts of herbal teas can be very calming. Um, just spending a few moments with your breath. It seems silly because it's an autonomous thing that we do. We breathe without thinking. So when you actually stop and breathe with thinking, it's amazing how you realize that your prana is your life force energy. This is your thing that is your being here. And so if you can just tap into that for a minute and have a little bit of that kind of deep awareness for the breath, there can be a huge gratitude that just comes from that, just from being here. Great, great, great Very advice. Calming. <laughs> no man like no and this and this like sometimes and i use it like sometimes just giving three deep breaths just to be yeah. present like you were saying it helps me just to calm me down yeah. uh, what is your definition of success 
so I, I always hesitate with this word because I think the only way that to, that we can truly look at success is by measuring our failures, right? So what I see is people who are so afraid to try something unless they're going to be successful. And to that, I say every single thing that you've done in your life, it's not any one thing. It's every one thing that gets you to where you are. So when somebody says they've achieved success, I say to them, well, tell me about all of the things that you failed at before, because those are the things that led you to where you are now. And that's where your resiliency and your grit comes in. So for me, success is more about experiencing failure than achieving a thing. Boom. Beautiful, beautiful. Really, really. I think yes, because it's like you said, it's sometimes we are so afraid of trying because or of failing or other people's opinions or you know, just don't care, just go try it and try it out. And legacy, I like to ask about legacy. What is the legacy that you want to leave behind? I've been asked this question before and I'm sure this answer today would be different than it was when I've been asked this question Good. in the past. Um, but truly, I, I want to say, I just want people to say that I was the kind of person who, and I think about it in this way, legacy is something that others reflect on after we're gone, right? So for me, I would just want them to say that she was the kind of person that had an open heart and an open mind and was always willing to learn and listen. And if I've achieved that, then I feel like I've achieved some level of success. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is so beautiful, man. It is so true. Like, because, yeah, success, we see it like the big cars, the big house, but it's, and legacy also. It's a little bit deeper than that. It's like just, yeah. man, Mikael, it was a great person, man. She, she was the person that helped me when I needed it. I think it's, uh, I will, you were talking about books. You already uh, recommended me two books. Do you want to recommend me some more books or podcasts? Oh, there are so many books. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm reading one that I'm really enjoying right now that's been very eye-opening. Um, oh, gosh. I, you know, I just finished it, actually. What is it called? It's a, it's a military guy. Ooh. Um, I'm forgetting the name it's of it. Josh. It's Josh. Give me a moment. I'm forgetting it right now. I'd have to look it up on my Goodreads. Okay. But so many fabulous books. My number one that I definitely always recommend is You Are Here. I think that anything by Tish Han is a great read, truly. Okay. Um, uh, Manuel Ruiz has got some fabulous books on, um, you know, just kind of manifestation and things like that. Um, Dolores Cannon has some really cool stuff on like the afterlife or the life um, beyond this and the life before this. So I think that there can really be... Um, and this list could go on and on and on and on and on for days for me, but um, I, I have a lot of them on my Goodreads. I often post books that I recommend um, on on my Instagram, but for me, really anything that kind of taps into the metaphysical world is going to be a you know an A plus on my list, especially <laughs> if it's like exploring herbs and um, you know different things like that. But uh, I'm reading The Madness of Crowds right now, which is not the one that I uh, would recommend because I haven't finished it yet. I've just started it. Um, but th th that's an interesting thought on, on kind of just society and how it's gone. But that would be a whole nother conversation for a long time. Okay. Um, yeah. So definitely you are here, Tishnot Han, number one. Start okay. there. 
Okay, I will do it. The best way for the people to find you if uh, they want some consultation or if they want to talk, just what is the best way to find you, Michaela? Yeah, so it's uh, bufindhappy.com. And my blog often has great reads and things like that. Um, and you mentioned podcasts. Uh, my podcast, BU Find Happy, all sorts of celebrity guests, uh, really fabulous. I learned so much from them. It's amazing. Um, And I also love one called the Zen Commuter. I think that's a really cool one to kind of okay. start the day. Um, and then okay. I have other kinds of podcasts I listen to for more news and whatnot. But Zen Commuter is just like a really cool kind of metaphysical one. Um, and that's the trouble when you read as many books as I do. So I read probably like a book every three days. So What? <laughs> It's kind of like hard to actually, um, you know, recommend because there's so many facts. That's why I'm like, ah, oh, it's hard to like pull any. Um, mm -hmm. But my blog, I often post a lot of them. I talk about a lot of books that I'm reading on um, on my podcast and anything by Brene Brown too. Really great, great way to start like exploring yourself and your values. I think she's really beautiful um, as far as just kind of that world but you can connect with me big tangent there on bufindhappy.com b-e-y-o-u findhappy.com i will put after in the description of the video and the podcast also the audio uh a tip to make the world a better place uh you know i read something recently that i loved and it was a phrase just like me and i think that if you can give grace Uh, to somebody that is challenging you the most, that is how we can make the world a better place. So just just try to give grace and um, repeat that little mantra. They're just like me. Uh, they're they're overcoming their shadows. Uh, they're experiencing the world. They're learning. They are trying to make the best of whatever situation they have in the moment. And uh, they're just like me. And I think if you go with that, um, if all of us did that in all of our different interactions, especially online, <laughs> um, then we could really make the world a prettier place anyway. <laughs> it's so easy to be a hater when I don't have to be a face-to-face. -face. Yeah, but it's so, yeah, they are just like me. You are so right. Mikael, to end up, any last thoughts or advice that you want to share with me, with the listeners and the viewers? You know, I just think that uh, we all have this this one brief experience here. I saw a beautiful meme today that showed the universe backed up with all these stars and it had an arrow that said, you are here. And it's like this tiny little speck. And if we think about that, um, there is so much more to explore um, our minds even, so much more to tap into there uh, that it's just it's just a great realization of all that we are as humans and our potential. So um, know that you were made of stardust. You are endless and full of opportunity and you light up the world just by being and that you have something important here to offer too. Beautiful. I think we can end up with that. Michaela, so thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you so much for the knowledge that you give to me and to the listeners and viewers. And don't forget to, guys, to follow Michaela in all the social media and have a look also in the blog. And have a wish of a great day, Michaela. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye.